Welcome to Trapping Across America, where fur brothers meet every week. Where we're still allowed to be men, and we're proud to be from the land of the fur and the home of the brave. Welcome to Trapping Across America. This is your host Clint Locklear and Cindy. Say hi. Good evening, everybody. And I'm going to be doing an interview tonight with Jeff Dunlap. The topic tonight is all Jeff's idea. He's the one that wanted me to do this, so it all goes back to Jeff. Just kidding. Actually, I asked Jeff to. But uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Before we get into, I'm not going to have any type of rant tonight because the interview went very long. I think it's like an hour and 16 minutes. So we're not going to do very much before that. But there's a lot of rumors going around like right now about fur prices dropping. And this may be true to a point. But guys, no one knows that yet because there hasn't been a wild fur auction internationally. And one thing to keep in mind, or two things really, before you get really, really nervous about all this, the demand in Russia and China is very high they have money or because our dollars a little weaker that means the exporting the fur to them even makes it a better deal for something they want so the demands there they will figure out a way to get that fur there if there's a way for them to make money and there is the second thing is the weather this winter has been horrendous for trappers i was talking to gerald smith today i was ordering some stuff from him and he was saying it was nine below where he's at in Minnesota. A little bit north of him is 40 below. He was saying how Iowa has been pretty much shut down for the most part all this season. So all over the Midwest, which is the big fur producing states have been shut down. The Northeast, of course anybody that lives in the Northeast knows you've been dealing with frozen ground and snow pretty much from the very beginning. So the, the, the places of the country that's driving the fur market have been really, really hindered in what they're catching. So there's gonna be a short catch. I don't see how there's not gonna be. And then you've got a high demand, even though there may be some road bumps right at the beginning because of the, the, the tax issue and stuff with the Chinese government. But all that will straighten itself out. So before you get too worked up, wait till a big auction comes. You may wanna, if you're really worried about it, you may wanna hold off to the, the second auction this year just to let everything kind of level out. And, uh, just but the, the biggest thing to keep in mind if you don't have fur you don't have anything to sell if you if you let this deter you and all of this is is more blown out of proportion than it is you're not going to have anything to sell and take advantage of the prices we're seeing because if you're new to trapping these prices are, are pretty unusual even if they cut them by 20 or 30 percent that's still drastically better than we've seen in a lot of years before we get to the interview with jeff let me uh, go ahead and take care of our sponsors because they're part of the reason we have Trapping Radio to keep the server space and everything going. Our first and oldest sponsor this week is Oki Cable and Trap Supply. The owner of this is Jeb. He's out of Oklahoma. He has about everything you would want for all your, your supply needs, lure needs. He's really big into boards. He's always running specials on Z-Traps. He's running that special right now. You can look at everything online at OK trapsupply.com you can give them a call at 918-429-4648 like i said jeb's a really good guy he's he's if you've never dealt with him you, you'll 
walk away with that experience with a little warm fuzzy because he is a pretty cool guy. Now the second sponsor this week is Wildlife Control Supplies, proven solutions for wildlife control. They deliver value, expertise, and products to the wildlife industry professional. Now, apparently, I have been saying the name wrong this whole time. I got an email from Alan, and I'm almost scared to try to say his last name now. It says, hi, Clint. I'm hearing I need to teach you how to say our last name with a smiley face. It has two symbols per pronounced sounds like this. Obviously, he doesn't know my educational background. And I'm assuming I'm supposed to call it Hugh Oit. From, from what he's saying. I've been always, to me, it's always been Alan Hewitt, but apparently it's Alan Hewitt. So if I still have it wrong, I'm trying. And uh, he, he thinks this is pretty funny himself, but Alan is the leader in the wildlife side for the ADC guys. Anything you would ever need for your ADC business, they have that on hand. And you can reach them at wildlifecontrolsupplies.com. You can give them a call at 877-684-7262. International number is 860-844-0101. And from now on, I'm just going to say Allen. Third sponsor this week is Blue Ridge Outdoor Supplies. Scott Painter is the owner of that. If you're in the east and you're wanting to get into to coyote trapping, he's got a, a coyote video that's been on the market a little bit but not that long and it's actually canine trapping in big timber river bottoms open fields it's filmed in virginia in train in the east which most people have to train in or trap in i should say so if you're looking for a really good video i would i would definitely look him up on his website he also has all kind of traps and supplies he has his own lure business and he's a fur buyer in the virginia area you can reach him at blueridgeoutdoorsupplies.com. You can give Scott a call at 540-298-7227. And he has a brick and mortar business in Elkton, Virginia. Our fourth sponsor this week is F&T Fur Harvesters Trading Post. They have everything you need for trapping, hunting with hounds, and predator calling. I'm going to see what their specials are this week. For trapping, they have... Darren Freebro's Animalistics Trapping Backwood Coyotes and Show in Snow DVD. They have Snares from Dakota Line, Duke Number no. Four Coal Springs, Dunlap's Long Call Lure. Well, that's a little backwards, but okay. Dunlap's Long Call Lure, 11 gauge wire, dirt hole punches, 7x7 336 cable. In 100 foot rolls, that's a really good price at $8.95. So those are the specials F&T's running. Uh, if you need anything at all, they're like the Cabela's of trapping. They have everything, whether it's trapping, if you're a dog hunter, or you're a caller. And you can reach them at 989-727-8727 or online at fntpost.com. That's Foxtrot November Tango Post.com. Well, it's Let's just go ahead and get to the interview with the one and only and the myth, Jeff Dunlap. I'm with Jeff Dunlap from uh, from are you are you from Alpena? Is that Alpena, Alpena, Michigan? And uh, so, what do you think about doing a podcast from the cradle of the Confederacy? I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee on the outside, rub in the middle. There you go. Well, you know it's. Uh, if people could see the uh, 
Cramping Radio Command Post. I'm sitting in my Jeep with a sweatshirt and a hoodlum hat on to stay warm because it's the only way I can get decent quality by doing this over the phone. Mm. So yeah. not as sexy as people probably think it is. I'm not Rush Limbaugh yet. No, but you're getting there. <laughs> so, uh, well, how's your season been going, man? It went pretty good. Uh, did uh, pretty good on, on coon and uh, not real good on rats, but, you know, it's just about like everybody else. The rat population is so low. Uh, like three years ago, I caught 1,100, and this year I was lucky to break 200. You know, so it's, you do what you can do with what you got. Well, I mean, you just getting lazy or what? Yeah, well, that, that too, but uh, <laughs> you hit them hit all the same spots, and yeah, just um, you know, marshes in the 80s that you know, 20 guys would trap, and you know. You know, ten thousand rats that come out of them same marshes. There's only three hundred rats come out of them anymore. You know, there's only you know if, if there's nothing there, there's nothing you can do. Well, except for do you, you know, go harder than the next guy. Try and get you know two hundred and eighty of them instead of letting him have half. <laughs> well, that that well, that's going to bring us into our socialistic topic in a minute. So we, we won't go there yet. Okay, but. Um, do you think it's the numbers are down or just the competition has got so wound tight that there's just not a lot there? There's been a gradual drop in the, the rat population since, you know, uh, probably the late 80s. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And then, like, last year we had a drought, and that didn't help. And I don't personally know what's killing them if it's – I think it's a combination of a lot of things. It could be, you know, ten different things, but you know, the bottom line is that they, you know, they're they're all gone. And uh, in Michigan, them we can use colony traps now. Where a lot of times they used to have it, where you know, inexperienced trappers or whatever would go down there and set it, and they might catch two rats, but that same guy now he sets it and catch five. And I'm not, I'm all for using colony traps, but you know, that when you're doing that, I mean, there's a you know price to pay for it, and you know, when you're got low rat numbers and then you know beating them to death, I mean, it, mm-hmm. something something's gonna give. Do you, do you think the state will ever step in on that if they think the rat numbers are getting down, or you just think they wouldn't care? I don't think they would care. They don't care. The, the you know the beaver population in Michigan's you know been decimated. They you know all for you know for killing you know every beaver in the state. It seems like um, even the, some of the guys up in the UP in Michigan they tried to get them to close the season earlier and they wouldn't do it. Um, and. You know, anybody that ever went down to a, a beaver pond that didn't have water no more, you know, I mean, there's nothing more dead looking than that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I mean, beaver, you know, or, you know, produce ducks, muskrats, you know, they got, everything comes with them ponds, but not much goes there when they're dead. Oh, yeah. Well, so I, I don't think the state really cares. Well, the, you know, the fur, the fur, there's not no more real money in it for them, so I don't really think they really care about it. Well, I, I know when I was out at Reds trapping in Iowa, we got to talking, and he he made it very clear to me that I was not allowed to trap beaver because I was in his. Uh, that was part of our deal when I got to go out there, and I got to talking with him about his beaver, and he said that no one out there really traps beaver where he where his lines are at, and I couldn't believe that because everywhere I went, well, I won't say everywhere, but I would say 
30% of the creeks that I stopped on, you could see either beaver sticks, beaver tracks, something like that. And what Red was doing is he would take two beaver per location and pull traps. And he would do that over a large, large area. And he farmed those beaver to where he could always just keep hammering big numbers of beaver without ever hurting his population. And it'd be nice, but there's no way to regulate that, I don't guess. Because you're no. not going to talk people into doing that. Yeah. Well, I want you to do me a favor, man. Tell your dad I said hi. I heard he listens oh. to the show a lot. Yep. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he likes that. And, you know, on that text that you sent the other day, I've got to ask you this. When um, you said it was as good as 17, was that show 17 you're talking about? Yep, show 17. That's a real good show. I listened to that quite a few, probably three, four times. It just, it, it's a real inspirational one. You know, anybody wants to get into the ADC business or any kind of business, that just kind of gives you basically... You know, don't be a wimp about it. Don't be scared. If you want, if, this, if you're not happy with what you're doing, jump into whatever you want to do and do it. You know, if you want to be a professional trapper, it don't work out in the end. Especially if you're a young guy, it don't work out. You can go do something else, but you always got the pictures and the stories, and you know you're going to do something that most other guys, you know, just wish they could go do and never will. Just like you talked about. You know, so that's a good show for guys to go back and, and listen to. I think it's you know your show 17. It's a real good show. Now, that wasn't the one you were on, though, was it? No. No. Okay. So it, it was just me ranting and raving about being an entrepreneur then, I assume? Yep. Yeah, and then you went into the, you know, about the, you know, trapping otters and CDR, double CDRs and that, but that wasn't, you know, that's really the part I was listening to. Well, let me ask you a question, since since you're live in front of everybody and I want to edit this out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's what scares me. Yeah. Uh, just from your point of view, would you be interested if I did some more motivational type entrepreneurial get off your butt type stuff? Yeah, I think it'd be good. I think you know, a lot of times you can pop that in and listen to it, and you know, a lot of times the trappers are all by themselves, and you know, it give you it give you something trapping to listen to, and you know, it'd be motivational. And, you know, I mean, you never know when it's the right time. That might help. All right. Well, I think it would be. I think it'd be a good idea. Well, I really enjoy doing those because that's just the way my brain works. So yeah. I've been on purpose not doing that just because. But when you sent that text, because I, I remember I, I, Norm said something about it, and I'm like, I, I think he's getting dyslexic because it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> the way he <laughs> used those numbers, I'm like, well, who's seventeen? Yeah, yeah, I told Norm that before. Yeah, I said he'd be bummed out about something, and I told him, "You better listen to Show 17; it'll perk you right up." <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd rather just call you and have you yell at him rather than do it on the radio. <laughs> I don't holler at Norm often. No, I do like picking on him though. He he sent me yeah. a he sent me a thing on um, on text. Let me see if I can pull this up. Hopefully, I don't cut us off. I got tickled at him because it's, uh, when he sent it to me, I didn't know if he was saying this was me or what, but he just said he got a tickle out of it and sent it to me. He may have sent you the same thing. I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's the, uh, oh, what's the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket? Oh, uh, the Sergeant Ernie, isn't it? Yeah, but his real name. 
I think it's like Harvey or something. Yeah. Some, somebody will post what it is. But it's got a picture of him where he's in, where from that movie, and he's pointing his finger at you. And if any, and it says, if any, if at any time in 2013 I've annoyed you, uh, whizzed you off, I'll say that, and and said the wrong thing, suck it up, princess, because 2014 ain't gonna get any better. And I, he sent me that, and I'm like, was well, he trying to tell me a message or what? Well, me and you have talked, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. But I, th I think it's, I think it's somewhat interesting, um, the way social media, especially in all the tramping forms and and different things like that. And you know, I was talking on the phone, and I've heard some of the most outrageous things on the computer. That you know, no one would, no one probably would say to your face, and I'm yeah. not saying about you personally, but I mean, just people wouldn't act like that with another human, yeah. you know. And it got me thinking, and I was like, you know, I need to do a show, and I started coming up with just crazy things. So I called you and I said, Are you game? and there was dead silence on the other end of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, here I am. So, <laughs> we gotta we gotta work on your. Uh, uh, see what's the right word to put here. We gotta work on your. Um, uh, crap! I can't think of the word I was just thinking of. I can think of some, but I don't want to throw it out there in case it's wrong. <laughs> well, what I what I told you, and, that, and what we're gonna talk about for a few minutes is why are some trappers schizophrenic? socialist border on communist and just bitter and and that's well, what i'm gonna put the title of this thing so you're stuck with <laughs> with all the negativity it's probably going to come from this yeah but, you know most of that i think is like you say is coming off of like the internet stuff you know like the forums and stuff like that and the thing is, is, you never know when you're dealing with people. I mean, you don't know. I mean, that person could be on crack on the other end. I mean, you really don't know unless you know them personally from conventions or, you know, that live down the street. You don't know anything about them. So, I mean, they could be crack addicts. They could be sitting there, you know, drunk out of their mind. You know, you really don't know what, but there's, you know, there's a, or, you know, there's a hundred different things that they could be mm. of why they, they, are basically internet tough guys and you know run their mouth about people and mad over nothing you know but you know the specific exact reason you know i'm you know i don't know well to me you know, it is it's not just in this i've seen it in other other genres that i look at on the internet and it's people it's it's like people don't think there's any consequences at all to what they say online and they they do it from from a point of being in their home where they know they know no one's standing there in front of them yeah. so they you know they get about 10 foot tall and you know and they, they they say some of the stupidest stuff which to me drives me nuts because if people could read some of the emails that I get from antis you, know, you don't know how many times I've slept with my mother, my sister, which I don't even have a sister, that, uh, you know, I must ha want to have sex with the animals, that I'm going to hell, 
that i mean all this just insane stuff and you read it and you're like going that's not a sane person no no it's definitely not and and then when i turn around and someone goes did you see what so-and-so said about you on trapper man or on facebook or whatever and, you know and i eventually get around and i click on it and i'm like going there ain't no difference between that and what pete is doing you no, know and there's not and then some it's worse with the trappers because you know we're all supposed to be on the same side exactly um, you know so the uh I, you know why why them people why they act like that you know it, it baffles me i think about it because the thing is it's not where like if i don't agree with using like the big pans that you use which you don't but i mean but i mean you wouldn't have a problem with me saying that but that doesn't mean i have a i don't like using the pan big pans that you like and then personally attack you. I mean, right. there's no reason to personal for me personally attack you because I just don't agree with one aspect of what you do. You know, I mean, it it it, it is crazy. It don't make no sense to me. You know, why you tear down a trapper that is just out there trying to do the best he can? Right. And, yeah. And, you know, and I and I think that you know some of them guys they get mad because they think if well if I had the money to go out of state. I could do what he does. If I had the money, if I could do this, or if I could do that, well, you know, it's like we talked about that show seven, 17. I mean, that's what it talks about during that show. I like it so much is don't do not do the F thing. Just go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I got bills to pay. But I mean, when I, I'll be going out of state here in a week. You know, I got bills I got to pay while I'm gone. I'm not rich. I never have and never probably will be unless, you know, I find a bag of money underneath a bridge somewhere. You know, I'm trapping raccoon. <laughs> but, you know, I just, this is what I want to do. And, you know, there's no reason why other guys can't do it. Just don't go to the movies. Don't rent DVDs. You know, save your money throughout the summer when you're working. I mean, there's no reason nothing anybody else can't go do it. They don't have to be jealous about anything. Well, that that that's true, and and I think that's going to hit on the bitter part when when we kind of discuss that. But you know, you 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 don't like you don't use big pans, correct? Because Harry's told me you've said you you don't see any reason in it. No, I did. I never said that. I said that I I didn't use them. For uh, use on like gray fox and stuff, but I didn't say I, I wouldn't use them for anything. Like especially water trap, and I could see a big benefit to them. Well, but you don't use them though, right? You don't. No. Well, see, I still love you, Jeff. <laughs> so, I know you. Do. And and it and it doesn't matter to me. You know, it really do, it doesn't hurt my feelings that someone doesn't use them. I mean, I don't even sell the freaking things. No, I don't. You know, I just I just use them. And, you know, I try to, and, you know, someone that does a site like mine where it's content-based, which we've talked about before, all that is is me trying to express what I've seen on my lines and what's worked and what's not and, you know, the problems I've had and the things that somewhat work sometimes. And it's it's just it's just putting information out that may or may not help somebody, you know. Yeah. And but if if someone doesn't agree with it, there's no reason to get mad about it. No, you know I, I've. I agree. I agree 100. percent Well, let's talk about the schizophrenic trappers. This uh, when I say schizophrenic, it's like bipolar because your dad has been in the trapping. I mean, you've been around the trapping industry longer than I have because of your dad. Mm-hmm. Now, when the fur market crashed. And every every single, you know, well, I won't say every single, but at every single convention, most demos would say something about take a kid trapping, 
if we don't get new people in the industry we're gonna lose trapping it's just gonna fade away we're all getting old we got to bring in new blood so you know and then from from my point of view and your point of view as being a dealer at a convention you know there may be 30 different people at a national convention want you just to give them traps and lures and dvds and you know what you're eating for lunch and everything else so they can go give it to a kid yeah, they do. If it was uh, 15 or 16 of them at the Nationals this year that come by my booth. Right, you know, and it's, and but that that's playing off what our industry's been saying for 15 years. We've got to get new blood in the trapping industry. And everybody agrees with that. I've never heard anybody till like 24 months ago ever disagree with that. Yeah. So that's kind of been like one side of the bipolar. And, yeah. and then now. Nobody, nobody says no. That they don't want the kids they just don't want all you know they what they say is they don't want the people that are getting in it for the money you know that's you know, but i mean they just kind of going hand in hand you well, know well but it but that's the new people that's i mean yep. for the most part i mean when when you get on um a trapping form and, and you know a 21 year old or 16 year old gets on a, a trapping form and has a question it doesn't make sense if you want to bring, if you want to have, and I say kids for 21, and I don't mean that as a fence, but younger people come into the uh, the trapping, and then there's 10 grown-ups that's been trapping for 20 years that basically do a computer body slam on the poor guy. Yeah. You know, that happens every day on there, you know, and uh, the, the thing is, is I, I, under, I, I, mean, I understand partly why these guys aren't running the forums they're just coming on to talk and they want to talk crap and see them the good pictures and they see a guy come on today that he asks what size trap for a caillou well what they don't see is is a week later that you've accepted 300 more people onto this site and that and it went like on facebook you get sound far enough especially like on your phone sometimes it starts lagging if you don't start well they don't see that so the, a, a week later there's two more guys that ask the same question well they get frustrated with that but you know th- those are the guys that are going to keep trapping going and because these kids aren't getting into it just for the just for the money i mean they want they think you can make a few extra bucks yeah but i mean they're not trying to do this for a living at this point well, I think we've made a turn in the trapping industry with the younger generation. Not all of them, but some of them, because, and I think social media has helped this a lot. You, you've got, you've got a 21 year old, uh, raised in the country guy, likes being outdoors, likes chasing animals. The, you know, everything about it. Well, he can go deer hunting in some states. You can only take one or two deer, mm-hmm. and he may not bevel. I mean, how many world record? deer being killed every year and it's probably not by younger people no so they there's an outlet now they found that's a community that pats each other on the back when they do good on trapping and and i think yeah. that's brought a lot of the the you know the social media part has really drawn in trapping because a lot of these guys without social media would never know there's trapping no because uh, another thing is, like, say on Facebook, it, it really does astound me about how many people are interested in trapping on Facebook. I mean, I know there's millions of people on there, but that is, in my mind, I don't even know, you know, you think of a million people with that. I mean, you can't comprehend how many people that really is. And, you know, but it's like so many people, like, join my site, 
I mean, it's like I keep thinking, where do these people come from? You know, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of the anti trying to get on, and we search, and you know, we got ways of looking to see, you know, try and keep it all cleaned up. But I mean, it's unbelievable the amount, especially young kids. But what happens is, is they got to, like, say they're on my site. What they'll do is, is they'll have a couple of, uh, you know, they work on, say, a farm. They have a couple of buddies that were raised on farms, but the other buddies don't know about trapping. They join my site. Well, their buddies see it on their thing about trapping, or they're, you know, so they join, and then they're out doing it. So, you know, there's a real, you know, that's why it really seems to be picking up steam. Because, like you say, with the social media stuff, you know, they see this, and then they get on YouTube, and they see their buddies watching a channel, so then they watch, like, the Wolfer Nation channel, and, yeah, they they see this stuff and they're they're, they're they're you know they're a guy and they've been you know had something to do with the outdoors so it kind of sparks an interest in them you know because they want to be you know naturally have something to do with the outdoors it's just in, in a guy. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I I, I think that's probably going to be the saving grace. Of, yeah. Of because it's reached more people than anything else. But to me, I cringe every time someone ask a very simple but and, and that's what people forget every single person that traps started out at ground zero yeah you know i mean absolutely at ground zero and then and they go watch a video on youtube you know some somebody that's never really trapped a bobcat and they get on there and they see me and norm take you know 14 bobcats in a day yeah. they see the picture they see the video and the snares and, and all that in their mind, they think they can just go out and, and re- reproduce it. Then reality seems to hit them a little bit that it's not always quite what you see on the video because you don't know all the circumstances. No. And then they ask us a question because they're getting frustrated. And holy cow. I mean, we as trappers should, of all people we should be civil to, it should be other trappers. Because, like, with the new guys coming in, I mean, do I really think that at this point, if we didn't have no new trappers coming in, that tomorrow, I mean, anything can happen in any state, but nationally we're going to lose trapping. Anything can happen, but I don't I don't think so. But what they're not seeing is the big picture, is that, no, we're not. It's just not going to be a slam. But over the last 15 years, 20 years, because of the, you know, the, the lack of the trappers or whatever, we are being regulated down because we don't have the numbers to stand up and say we got this amount of people we don't want to be regulated where we can't use 220s on state land or you know so i mean and even if a dog did get caught if you got big numbers you say this was an accident we're willing to work out something but we're not negotiating it away but if you don't have the numbers you can't do nothing your ear is nothing to the dnr mm-hmm. you know but say like in michigan say there's i don't know you know say there's 1800 people in the association if you had ten thousand or twenty thousand, you know, you you take get a bigger, bigger bite of the apple. Well, it's just like Pennsylvania. You know, they're running excess of ten thousand members, and Pennsylvania is 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 screwed up as their DNR or whatever they call that is. They listen to them because yeah. of the pure numbers of what it is. It's not like, I mean, here in Tennessee, there may be there ain't five hundred people. You know. TWRA actually because some of the guys are pretty good in TWRA they they listen to us and and try to work with us but from a numbers point of view I mean we're we're less than commercial fishermen you know yeah. we just don't have any pull besides we want to go do this and and I, and I you're right about the numbers cuz if you could get the numbers 
And then you get leadership in that have the attitude of Tony Howard and Ryan Schaefer and them, them guys down the Louisiana Association. If you got to get numbers and that attitude, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Absolutely. Well, the the other, you know, and that the, to me, that's just one of the schizophrenic things that that doesn't make sense to me is, you know, we want kids, but when the kids show up, the kids are going to ask questions, and and I'm not necessarily mean kids, just younger trappers. And, and then you, you you just you just I mean roll over them and, and it's almost like you try to make them feel dumb so they go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that doesn't make any sense. The other thing that seems schizophrenic to me, a lot of the stuff, and, and you know, and I'm going to say this personally because I know that you've had this said about you too, and so is a lot of other trappers. Jeff Dunlap's not a real trapper; he's a businessman. And a lot of people say that about me, you know, but the schizophrenic part of that, most of the time, the people that say that are selling to trappers. I mean, how schizophrenic is that? <laughs> it's if, like they're eating their own. Yeah. If you have a trapping form and you're getting paid to advertisement, that's a, that's a business. So to, to think that someone's not a trapper because they have a business is crazy. Or if one lure maker doesn't sell a lot of lures... But he ought, but that's the way he tries to tear down somebody else is he's a businessman, not a trapper. I mean, I would love to know what type of unicorn fairy dust that I can that I can fart out to get all these animals to get in these pictures and videos for the last fifteen years. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, the thing is is a lot of a lot of times when them when people are tearing other people down, you know, they're not doing it as you know, to them people to their face or where they can, you know, even respond. So, you know, so it's like somebody else isn't going to jump up and fight my battles for me. So, you know, there's nobody to respond to what they're saying so they can just view all the lies or whatever, you know, and I don't, you know, do you think it, do you think it, wait, with the fur prices up, people buying lures, Everybody would be too busy to be doing all this. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, would you know, think. there's animals out there to be trapped, there's lure to be bottled. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, why, why fight each other? You know, wait, wait till the prices on fur go down and then fight each other. You know, that makes more sense. Because most trappers have been waiting, regardless of what they say, so they can go make a big lick one way or another. You know, I, I'm not ashamed to say that, that my lure business is doing very well, and so are my DVDs. But yeah. it, it ain't always been this way, and it won't be this way somewhere down the future. You know, so it, it's not like it's changed who I am because I run a business. I mean, to me, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. It's moronic, actually. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the other thing is, you know, I mean, you start getting up in your 40s, you know, when you're 20 years old. 30 years old, 35, you're not, you know, most guys that are just trying to be out, you know, pounding the ground trap and aren't really looking at the future. You get 60, 65, say when you get Blackie's age. Say, say Blackie had just stayed when as a professional trapper. He can't cover the ground like he did when he was 30 years old. You know, you got to start looking towards the future on stuff. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's what a lot of guys, when they start getting in their 40s and, you know, they call a lot for they start, you know, and got a lure line, that's what they start gravitating towards is, you know, looking towards when you're 65 years old. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, you can't cover all that miles on the line. You know, and I'll be honest with everybody, the last couple of years, because of the fur prices, 
except for when I go to Texas or when I go out of state and do trips, I don't get to trap as much as I used to. But you know, when the fur prices go back down and the sales aren't what they are, I get to go back doing what I wanted to do to begin with. But I can't not do it now and just go, you know, I really don't want that. I mean, that, that, it just, it's, it, that's one of those things that always drives me crazy because, it, like I said, I want to know what this fairy dust is that I've got where I've got all these videos and pictures for, I mean, way before, you know, the people that say I Photoshop stuff, which is hilarious. But before that technology was there, they can see whatever they want to see. Well, not only that, I mean, if you look at it on the aspect of when things were slow, you went home and talked to people, and they put your stuff in their catalogs, and, you know, I mean, their sales have went up, so, I mean, you made a commitment to these people by them taking up space on their pages that you that you would have your product to them, so if you're off trapping and don't care nothing about that, I mean, that doesn't bode very well for a person either, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, you know, you, you just, you know, you got to do what you got, you got, you have to do. You know, I mean, like you say, I mean, you know, most of the IELTS on lures and stuff, they got the pictures of what they did. You know, I mean, they only did, you know, and I'm sure yeah, every guy out there selling lures wants to go trapping. That's what, why they got into all this. You know, because they love trapping. I love it, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm planning on going, putting a beat on some stuff down south here in about a week, so. <laughs> Well, I, I like I said, I, and the only reason I'm bringing this up, I don't know if people realize the the destruction they can do. Not so much when they talk about, you know, business owners aren't trappers, but to the young people and the kids. Hopefully, if someone listens to this, they'll at least think about that. I answer sometimes up to 150 questions a day if I'm at home on the internet. When it's any, I mean, how many times? Can I can I really answer where does the trap go for a coyote? I mean, you want to talk about not wanting to hear that question again. But at the same time, that person is out there struggling trying to figure this out. And what does it hurt me to answer that question? Nothing. Nothing. That was the business you chose to be in. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I guess it isn't that, you know, lure business was the one, but... You know, I mean, if you want you want people to be successful and you know and and, and do good and buy your product, I mean, you you know, I mean, you got to help them. I mean, some people don't go by that, but I do. I I was helping people when I wasn't selling nothing. You know, I mean, like I said in the last interview I did with him, you talked about before that uh, my dad told me when I got into this that the mistake he made was is he didn't want to tell nobody nothing. You know, he learned a lot of it, you know, on his own. And, uh, you know, and, that, and he, where O'Gorman and all them would share what they knew, he wouldn't. And he told me, he said, if you're going to do this, you got to tell people, you know, pretty much what you know and, and, and help the young guys. And I just made up my mind that's what I'm doing. And I don't care anybody say what they want about me or anything else. But, you know, I'll just, when people put up questions on Facebook or whatever, I don't want to argue with nobody. I'll just, you know, I send the you know, young guys messages and try and help them the best I can. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep pushing forward and help them, you know, with any, any more time that I have. You know, I'm like you, you know, busy doing trapping and making lures and doing all that, but in my spare time, you know, my wife's always telling me, why don't you put down that phone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just got one more question I got to answer for somebody. <laughs> 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 Three hours later, she's in bed, not even though she left. You know? <laughs> well, that's the reason everybody, I've had a lot of people comment about my Bluetooth all the time. 
It's the only way I know how I can trap and talk to trappers asking a question, you know, because I can keep doing what I'm doing, you know, and, and, but I laughed, I laughed at you and Norm before because of that. And then two weeks ago, I had to get one. So (laughs) the, uh, mine's disabled at the moment, but. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, quickly about trappers that are socialist, borderline communist. And the reason I say that is it's, it's almost like if someone, you for example, and me for example, O'Gorman, a lot of these other guys, we trap when the fur prices were down and we trap when they're high. But we like to get max pay for what we do. And somehow, there's a, a, a seems like a large percentage of trappers that want to look down on somebody that will at least be honest or open that they trap for money. I mean, how is that not socialist? I mean, that's borderline communist. That means someone should do labor but not get paid very well for it. But I don't think any of these people are going into their boss and going, you know, I know the company's struggling right now. Why don't you cut my pay in half? No. No one's doing that. So no, what's the yeah. difference between that and making fur, making money with fur? I mean, when I when I see, uh, I'm assuming uh, this could be a rumor. I don't know, but I heard a couple of years ago that Phil Brown posted a a check for a hundred grand he made fur trapping. Uh-huh. Dude, I've never been so tickled for somebody in my life because yeah, I have I never did, made I that even, much fur trapping. I, yeah, I didn't even know that. I have more power to him. Because <laughs> uh, I guarantee that he was out there pounding the ground before daylight and after dark to do that, you know, so. Well, I mean, he, he, if to do that type of volume, you're well, talking about work ethic. He should get paid. I think he should, because he's doing that as a job. Yeah. You know, you're, you know, you're not you're not putting, making $100,000, you know, part-time. No. And, uh, no, but it you know to me that it's it's just crazy, and it's the same about uh, you know going back to a trapping business. You know, I give away Wolfer Nation right now. It's got over five hundred videos and blog posts. Yeah. I ain't never charged for one of them. We've got over. I, I counted up the other day. I've got four hundred hours of my time tied up into trapping radio right now. I've never charged for any of that. But then when I charge for instruction or a school in Texas or for a video, you would think that I'm absolutely trying to rape trappers. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, I just, I just don't understand where, how, especially in trappers, this socialistic way of thinking has got into this because it, it, it doesn't make sense. And it's, you know, and I'm going to say something that may make some people mad. I think if trapping is going to survive long-term short of ADC, we're going to have to start promoting this as it is a business or an industry, not a sport. I think that's very dangerous because it's hard to justify a sport for what we do. But you can justify it because it's helping everything and it's an industry and there's jobs attached. You know, we don't need to be ashamed about making money. No, I, I I see the guys posting that about you know they wish the prices would drop and and they're they're on a different different idea system than what I am you know I mean I'm doing this for a living and yeah you know the 
the power power bill still going to be paid whether muskrats are two dollars or fourteen dollars, and it's a lot easier at fourteen dollars. <laughs> and but you know I don't. But even if they're just doing it as a sport, I mean, I, it's if somebody wasn't doing it necessarily where they had a living and they were going out setting traps and they had their whole line wiped out or they just had some MB stolen, I could see how they get on there and ran rave. I wish price just dropped. Everybody says stuff in the moment when they're mad or upset or types it or whatever. You know, I can understand. But to really feel that you wish the prices would drop, because a lot of these guys didn't go through it in 87 when it dropped. My dad was buying for Hudson Bay. They, they went and took their checkbook back. They were done. My dad says, you know, everybody at that time period, their lives were set up. You know, Ludi Shetta, everybody was set up to, that they were going to be fur buyers and in the fur industry forever. Nobody thought it was ever going to end. So my dad, when the Hudson Bay was done, he says, well, I'm going to buy a buy coon. I'll pay $5. How back, you know, they got to be worth way more than that. He sold them for $2. And was he said he was lucky to sell them to a broker in New York. So, but that's the thing is that nobody realizes it could go to nothing. Mm. You can't, you know, and, and I mean, and gas isn't going to go down in price. It's only going to go up. It's going to cost so much that if you can't make any back, it's going to put a lot of guys, especially young guys, out of the game. Are they going to go out on a date on Friday night with their girlfriend with that with that fifty bucks in gas, or are they going to go trapping? We both know what probably a lot of them which way they're going to go. They're going to go with their girlfriend. Mm. You know, that's just the age they're at. And, yeah, so. it, and it to me, it's it's one of those. I, I guess the entrepreneur side of me is coming out just talking about this. But if if somebody, let's just say there's a trapper out there that's half the trapper production wise of Phil Brown. Yeah. Okay, so that's fifty thousand dollars. Most trappers at a you know that we see. A fifty thousand dollar a year job's probably pretty good, you know. I know it would be in Dunlap, Tennessee. Yep. And but for say three years, this trapper can go out and make fifty thousand dollars be above and beyond what he was making. That could change his life. That could pay off his house. That could that could get him out of debt. That could do all kind of things. He could buy investments with it or different things. He could start a business. He could do all this type stuff but it's only going to come around once or twice in our lifetime the way the cycles of fur have been yeah. i don't want to see it go down until it absolutely goes down i personally don't want it to go down Ever. <laughs> i didn't uh, kind of hit a little bump now but i didn't even want that but I, i'm glad it isn't what it was in 87 so you know I don't, you'd think that the, the people would uh you know and a lot of them have. I mean, the percentage of wanted to actually drop, I mean, that's real low compared to, I mean, you know, you've seen at the conventions this year, you know, the traps going on. Those weren't all new guys buying that. A lot of that was, you know, guys have been in the game for a while and buying, you know, where they had 10 dozen DPs and they bought another five or 10, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, so, I mean, the guys that are in there, you know, a lot of them are taking advantage of. But, you know, you got some guys and, you know, I mean, you know, and I know sometimes it gets disheartening, especially, you know, you go down to a muskrat march and, you know, you get there at 10 o'clock like in Michigan and nobody's there. And at midnight, there's 25 other people show up, you know, and there's only 300 rats in the whole march. You know, I'm, I, mean, I know it's disheartening. I mean, I wish, you know, it was, you know, rats were $20 and, you know, nobody else showed up there, but that's not reality. You yeah. know, you just, you know, 
most of the guys are going to quit at an earlier part in the season when it starts getting tough. And the guys that, you know, want, you know, if they'll just stick it out, they'll be rewarded, you know. And, I mean, you know, there's money to be made, and it's foolish not to make it. I mean, a lot of guys have been waiting a long time. And, you know, profit's not a dirty word. No. I mean, no. it is not a dirty word. Everybody not, wants to do it. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, like you said, if people's jobs, they don't hope they get less. I mean, like the kids that are out, you know, if they're doing lawn care in the summertime or rake, and they're saying, well, I hope the next place only pays me half as much as I got at the last place. You know, <laughs> nobody, nobody says that stuff. <laughs> Well, I mean, to me, I just don't know how to to take that. Except that's like socialistic thinking. I mean, it's 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 crazy to me. But the last thing before we get to more positive stuff, um, you know, to me, there's some schizophrenia going on. You got some socialism thinking going on, and then you just got some plain, no other way to say it, just bitter. There's a lot of guys that are just bitter, and they go about. They spend so much of their energy trying to find something to tear other people down. And it, and to me, that's such a sad, sad thing because that person is spending so much of his mental and, and energy and time when he could, if he took that, that amount of energy and time and drive, he could go do something instead of just put somebody else down because putting somebody else down don't ever get you anywhere. No, I mean, it's, it, I mean, and the thing is, it, it never makes you look better to other people. You know, um, you know, people don't like. You know, a lot of times don't like to be around people that do that. You know, and, I mean, it, it's not going to benefit you in any way. You know, but you know, and people are, you know, I mean, like I say, most people aren't like that. Most people, most trappers I come in contact with are real nice but then you know like that say 99.9 percent i mean the great best people you ever want to meet but you get that one tenth of one percent and i mean and they, they just are mean for some reason i don't you know but i think that they would be them people would be mean if they were and if they were if they love love deer hunting they would be mean to other deer hunters i just think that that's their mentality is they're just mean you know, and uh, my mentality isn't to tear other people down. So, you know, that's why I can't understand why they have that mentality. Well, you know? I mean, it's it that that mindset just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, like if Phil actually made a hundred thousand dollars, if that if what I heard was true, I'm so glad that he made a hundred thousand dollars. No, I'm not jealous that he made a hundred thousand dollars. I don't think he cheated to make a hundred thousand dollars. No. I don't try to spread rumors because I didn't make $100,000 that he must have hired five other people to go run with him. No. Or he bought the fur, or he saved the fur, or, or whatever. I'm just tickled to death there's a trapper that made that much jack. Yeah. You know, because that yeah. tells me it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I say, I might fall out there to uh, Pennsylvania this year, and I didn't even know that. I mean, and. I mean, when I'm just talking, I mean, I knew he caught a lot of fox, but I didn't know he caught that many. But, I mean, talking to him, in fact, I hauled some stuff back from uh, Michigan for, or from Pennsylvania for him, from some bat removal stuff for another guy here. But it, talking to him, you wouldn't know he was any different than a guy that just caught one muskrat no. all season. You know, I mean, he just seems like a you know, normal, nice guy, you know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he caught that. I don't begrudge him nothing. I mean, you know, he, nobody gave it to him. 
Well, I don't know, and, and anybody listening to this show, I'm I'm thinking about doing something on Wolfer Nation, and I've asked Jeff earlier what a better name would be because Cindy's dad watches my Facebook, so I can't say this, but I want to. I want something that can get the point across without being vulgar in the way I say it. And and what I wanted to call these new blog posts I was going to do were Ass Clown Awards. But because Cindy's dad would get upset at that, I won't, I won't be able to say that because I can't ever post them to Facebook where he's going to see it. So what I'm looking for, what I want to do is when you hear really, really just vindictive and just insulting type stuff on people if you kind of like sit back and really think about it they don't make sense an example is lt gray i had a guy call me and he was so i mean he was self-righteous in the way he said this i can't believe you a military man would have anything to do with lt now lt's a friend you know and and i've 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 been out of state with him it, it you know it's I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking that we were doing, but he was like, I can't believe you were with LT because he's a draft dodger. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, going, well, that don't seem like LT. Well, then yeah. I start thinking back, well, wait a minute. LT is only like five years older than me. So I was born in 69. So that means he was like five. So how could he be a draft dodger if he was like five or six years old? Uh, don't let the facts get in the way of the story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and when I brought it up to this guy, he absolutely dis- dismissed what I asked and went about coming up with more stuff about what LT was doing. And I got to thinking, I was like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And then I was talking to a, a, a friend that... And I'm not going to mention a guy's name because he's in the tra- he sells stuff in the trapping industry from out west, and he he traps bobcats and he goes, yeah, Clint, Clint and them don't catch that much cats. They actually go into California and shoot them. Hmm. And I'm like going, and I've heard this like 30 times, Jeff. Hmm. Where do you go? I want to get out there and get. <laughs> well, California, but you know the interest. The interesting thing is, I've never been to California. Not on vacation, not to go to the the Pacific Ocean. I've never been in the state of California. But how many hundreds or thousands of people have heard that I don't trap the bobcats, I shoot them in California? You know, and I guarantee you the person that said that was trying to find some way to justify why he didn't catch as many cats as we were having pictures of. So he had to come up with a reason because obviously it's not the place I was at or the ability or the skill level or the work ethic. It had to be cheating. And that's what I want to do. When I hear some of these rumors, and I, I just got to come up with a name so everybody kind of knows what it is. But when, when you hear something like this, say what the rumor is, and then it's absolutely show why it's asinine. Yeah. At least yeah. one way. What we need is, is you know, and these deals is because there's a lot of good guys out there. You know, if they hear stuff like this, you know, I mean, they need to dispel it or just don't, you know, get involved in it, you know, with other people. You know, it's like uh, Jason Webster from Facebook. You know, I mean, but he's not. He he goes out and I mean, he's interested in the lure business. He wants to go out to the trapping. You know, and I mean, those you know, guys like that. 
you know, and I seen him, you know, dispel stuff on Facebook before, you know, because people were spreading lies about one guy, and you know, but I mean, you get guys like that to get involved, you know. I mean, it doesn't all have to be negative all the time, you know. I mean, it doesn't have to be fighting and arguing, you know, tearing each other down, and uh, you know, I mean. I mean, I mean, I don't care who they are. You don't like people bad often, you know. You know, all I do is just block them. But you know, I mean, I just think it, it all gets ridiculous. That, you? you know, like you're saying about the people saying, "Well, you went to California." And, I mean, I've heard stuff, you know, about like the glove the cats and stuff. I mean, but I mean, why would you lie? I mean, you know, you got the pictures of where you're catching the stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the lies don't make no sense. But sometimes, like I say, don't you know, don't let the facts get in the way of the lie. You know, because mm-hmm. it's it's a better story. Have you have you ever heard? You know, the guy that that uh, you you've been to a, a McDonald's before back when they used to put all their stuff in those little styrofoam lid things. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that's got a patent on that, and he also has a patent on plastic spoons and forks and stuff like that one of the wealthiest guys in america way above like bill gates and people and he's he's got a little bitty sign in his office when you come in there and he he's a very prim and proper guy but he's got this sign behind his desk and it says life's too short to deal with assholes (laughs) you know and and anybody that comes in there they and, and, and his philosophy's always been, if someone's always going to be negative or bitter or jealous or, or all that type of stuff, he found out it's better in his life just to get away from them, like you said about blocking. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to, in an argument on the Facebook with somebody, you're not going to win. No. I mean, you might as well just block them. You know, and I don't want to be arguing. I've only got so much time to be on there anyway, so, you know, I'd really be helping, you know, some young guy that, you know, just had a fox trump all over a sudden. He can't understand why, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, arguing and fighting with some, some other person. Right. Because you're not going you're, you're to win. I mean, you know, it ain't like you grab them by the throat and, you know, take care of the problem, you know. Isn't it a shame that we don't live in the 1800s sometimes? I mean, I love yeah, those old yeah. Western movies. Why did you shoot him? Because he deserved it. Okay. You know. Know. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> like I told you before, at one time I signed a draw on them people. <laughs> well, let's, let's get on to something. You know, I, I just wanted to, in an open format, just to have people think about some of this. If you're, if you're, if you're partaking in, in, in a lot of this stuff that's going on online, think about what you're actually doing you know to somebody or to uh, you know either you're you're making trying to make someone new look stupid or you're trying to figure out jump on a a dog pile of somebody because obviously they got to be cheating if they're doing something better than somebody else i mean think about really what that is because of like i said what i what i'm seeing now through social media a lot of it's no different than what PETA or the humane society does and if you don't think they're going to take those posts and that stuff like that and use it somewhere down the road, you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're giving them information. You're giving them firepower, even though most of it's lies. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't care. They'll twist their own. And, you know, it, 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 I mean, you know, I mean, it don't matter what you say. It only matters what they show you said. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. You know, they don't have to have proof. Well, they said it themselves. This is what yeah. trappers say. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, most 
99 percent of the guys are are great you know i mean they you know help but i I don't know why it's like human nature you have a 100 good experiences and then you have one bad one and the bad one seems to stick out in your mind i don't you know so i mean that kind of why it, it sticks out more but why that is you know i don't know well, to me, I wish, I mean, I really wish that when someone started a bunch of nonsense just out of spite, trappers would do the right thing and either ignore them or absolutely just embarrass the dog snot out of them. Yeah. And a lot of that would go away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody wants 100 people or 1,000 people on Facebook slamming them. No, it's not. Well, let's let's get on to something a little uh, trapping besides the interweb type stuff. You're going down to Louisiana. Yep. And uh, are you going to be doing your um, your road trapping for predators again? Are you? Is that where you do that at? I'll be doing that, but uh, I'll be trapping everything, you know. But I'll be doing that, but. I don't know. I've been thinking about the otters been really on my mind here. <laughs> so I probably, you know, I'm just going to drive down the road, and if I see something, you know, something to say, I'm going to say it. If it's, you know, predators or otters, or, you know, that's usually how I trap anyways. So you're, you're, you're going to concentrate on otters then? That, no. No. I just, you know... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go out of my way to set for an otter, if, you know, but a lot of times when I'm going out like to a bridge, I'll have a, uh, three DPs in my bag, and I'll have, uh, you know, uh, th- two 330s in the stance, and, you know, and if I see a good, if I'm just planning on trapping otter, I'll set every, every creek I come to, no matter what, I'll put otter sets in there, because even if I don't find a good spot, a lot of times I'll, I'll learn, you know, if you, if you only set the best spots, you never learn any other set so if you set bad spots sometimes you you know you you, you get a chunk of gold mm-hmm. you know but but i usually you know carry you know them 330 with me if i see a good spot down there you know if i'm trapping coon i'll you know put in a couple otter sets well how do you okay so when you're help, help me work through this because one of the things in in my personal experience whenever i i tried to trap everything it never really worked out right mm-hmm. because of all the different equipment and looking. And it may be because I'm just simple-minded, but if I, I have a hard time going from bobcats to otter to coon to, you know, fox to dry land to water, how do you keep that organized when you do that? Uh, it, 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 it's just a mindset. Uh, like when you're setting an otter, if you're just set, a lot, sometimes I'll I'll set them together, but a lot most of the time, you know, I'll I'll go like put the coon set, I'll put the otter sets out, or I'll put the coon sets out, whatever way you want it, and then the next trip through, you know, I'll, I'll set set the next set. Usually, I try and set the otter sets and the coon sets because otter sets usually take a little bit longer. The coon sets you can just pop them right in. Um, but the, the, where the where the problem comes in is is that when you stop to make a land set, it takes longer usually to put them in. So you just got to say, I'm, no matter what, I'm stopping. I don't care how long it takes. You know, extra if I don't get in 100, 150 DPs in a day, so be it. Because sooner or later, if you, it, at first it won't make sense, but as you get doing it, what, what happens is, is sooner or later you left the DPs too long. 
or you let the otter traps too long, and you, you know, and you don't, you're, you're not catching on on that, but you'll start picking stuff up still in the land sets. So, you know, you're, it ain't like a wasted run, mm. you know. So, you know, every time I get a little bit sloppy or a little bit lazy and think I don't want to, put, you know, take the time to set them, I'll set them next time. I just stop and set them because I know that in the end yeah, I'm going to be glad I did, you know. And you know, if I get two inches of rain, the cricks might rise, and I might, you know, I might not catch no otters, you know, where, you know, uh, the way I got my traps set up down there, it'll take two, about an inch and a half, two inches of rain, so I'll still, you know, catch some, you know, land animal. Okay. So you're you're kind of running somewhat of a progressive line. I mean, you're you're doing one or two things, and then you're just filling in behind yep. as, you're, as you're checking. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm telling you, every time I tried to set everything, I didn't get very far. Yeah, the, the main thing is having your truckle, and I'm, it starts off real good, and the end it gets like a nightmare. But, uh, you know, the main thing is like having your truck organized, like have all your land trapping set, stuff sets over here, you know, coon stuff over here. I, you know, like I put the 330s in the front, the 280s behind that, and the 220s behind that. You know, the more organized it is, the easier it is. And, you know, as you get in, you know, pulling and stuff, you know, I, it, it's easy just to throw the, you know, you know, the DPs in there with the cables on them and everything and throw them all over. But if you, you know, if you just stop and do it, you know, it, it isn't such a big, you know, it's easier to keep it organized. And I'm a very disorganized person, but I force myself when I'm trapping to try and stay as organized as possible. Um, I, I'm, I'm not with you on that. <laughs> I wish I wish I could say that I was, mm-hmm. but no. It you talking about Norm goes nuts when he goes with me, but I can I know I can get to everything. It just looks like you put it in the back of whatever vehicle I'm in from a backhoe. Yeah. But it, I, it's hard it's hard to stop when you're you're pulling and wind up them cables and do all. I mean I know I've, I've done that. That's why I wind them all up and everything now. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you go to pull your your one trap out, you don't have to just like hook it to a tree and drive out from under it. No, and I've, no, done, I've, I've had I, to do I, that. I've done that before. <laughs> I've come back from down south like that before. <laughs> just throw everything in the truck and go. Right. So the place you're at, um, you, you don't know where you're staying because of the roof fell in. No. Not, not yet, I don't. They said I could still stay there, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I like to have a roof. <laughs> <laughs> you big wuss. Well, they said that, you know, they said, well, you can close that door, put a tarp over it, just one, you know, one or two bedrooms, the roof fell off of, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you get, like, 10 inches of rain... That seems like it would wash under the door or around the door or something, but, you know, I don't know. Me and the Swedes are probably going to have to stay there, so. <laughs> you know, it, I wish over the years I'd have thought the video every place that I've stayed. You know, and that would that would just be a wild video if everybody were to video just a, a two-minute clip of everywhere they stay when they go out of state and yeah. someone put it all together. I guarantee you that'd be the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this won't be, even with the roof gone, this won't be the worst place I've stayed. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, when you're 25 or, 
you know, 26, something like that, it ain't as bad. <laughs> you know, you get up, get up to 40. <laughs> you just want to, you don't want to stay in the places as bad. Well, I had a, I had a friend that uh, was na- Randy Smith, who it is, and he was tra- staying in a trailer in Indiana, and it and they finally figured out how to get the heat going, but they there was a certain temperature they couldn't let it get above because if it got above a certain temperature, all the bugs would start coming out of the walls. No. <laughs> so they had to stay cold the whole time, or they would they would get overran by all these I, I guess roaches and I don't know what else. Yeah. in this trailer. I mean, yeah, me, and them, me and them could trap together because I know I wouldn't want them running all over me either. We could keep it at 10 degrees as long as, as, long as all them cockroaches don't come on. So is that going to be like your last hurrah for the year? Louisiana? Yeah. You... No, uh, I'll come back here to Michigan probably mid-March. And that'll be, you know, toward mid-March to the end of uh, March will be our breakup. And then uh, beaver season runs still you know, like April 14th, something like that. I think the UP runs longer on Charles Stream, but that'll be when I am, April 14th. Now, can you catch muskrats at the same time? Yeah, we only allowed, a, I think, I think it was it's five, you know, accidentals. But, you know, I mean, it's still 60 bucks, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. So, what what is the uh, what's the Jeff Dunlap get get off the couch and and whatever for someone that wants to go out of state? Because to me, I, I don't think you can really get a grasp on the whole nature of trapping if you do it in your backyard. No, it's it's definitely different going out of state because you know, like when I get down there, you know, here I still got you know I got the, you know the wife and. You know, and uh, you got kids to deal with and situations, and you know, you get down there. You know, it's a, you know, all you got to think about is what, am, what, where am I going to run tomorrow? <laughs> you know, after I get done running this line, what am I going to do? You know, so you know, what am I going to put a new one? You know, so I mean, it, it's trapping twenty four seven. That's all you, you know, unless you get a phone call at home from home that's bad or something. You know, uh, you know, I mean, it's. it's Trapping twenty four seven. I mean, it don't get no better than that. Mm-hmm. You well, know. Well, that to me, that's one of the reasons I like Texas so much. Is it? You, that's what it is. It's twenty four seven. You know. Yeah. And after like sixty days, I can tell you, I want a break. You know. Yeah. Some people may find that hard to believe, but there there comes a point you just need a break because we we don't take weekends off or anything. So. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's. It's a you know, with you going down to Louisiana, I'm jealous because that's besides Texas, that's probably one of my most favorite states that I've ever trapped in. Yeah, the people, yeah, the land, the animals, everything. Yeah, yeah, I definitely fell in love with Louisiana. The, uh, if it wasn't so hot in the summertime, I'd probably move down there. You know, but um, you know, being of Norwegian descent, I don't fit. Hundred, hundred, hundred twenty degrees. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I was melt the smell right away in that. Well, it ain't it ain't fat boy friendly down there in the summer. I mean, no. there ain't no. I mean, doubt. If, if it only melted about you know seventy pounds away, I'd be fine. But <laughs> I think the whole thing would go. Well, that could be the the Jeff Dunlap diet plan: hundred twenty degrees. It wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be the Jeff Dunlap and air conditioning diet plan. 
So I, I've got to ask you a, a couple of things before we close. What is it like to be a movie star now since you're on one of the F&T shows? How has that changed your life? <laughs> I'm a movie star. <laughs> uh, it, it was interesting going on with Alan. He's kind of, you know, intimidating with that big booming voice. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know you always got to be watching out for him. <laughs> but uh, it was pretty cool going on shooting. I mean, it's different than shooting, you know, because, like, you're shooting trapping videos. A lot of times, you know, you're by yourself, so you got to kind of set it up and, or, you know, just hire somebody that really don't know nothing more than you do about, you know, shooting this stuff or with the wind. But it's interesting to go out and, you know, see a professional shoot if you've never seen that before and how he works the camera and, you know, and different, you know, how you do this and do that. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know, still 100%, you know, out there, you know, you know, catching and trapping. Like I had my line on, he just ran with me, but, you know, it was just, you know, as you, you know, stand over here where the light's better and stuff like that, it's kind of, it was different. Well, can I get you, you, can I get you to say what he wanted you to act that time? Because that was the funniest thing you told me today. But do what? When Alan wanted you to act a certain way when you came up on a raccoon, do you feel comfortable telling that? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't want to be coming out here trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy! And and you you've got some international visitors coming to Louisiana. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear what that was like. No, well, that's what uh, Norm keeps saying, telling me. But every day he might, he's more excited about this than they are coming. I think <laughs> <laughs> he said they're going to be nothing but stories for years to come. <laughs> they uh. But I, it, I'm going to, uh, I, I don't want to, like, you know, nobody warned me about Sawbriar. So, I mean, I don't want to, it's like a, you know, rite of passage. I don't want to tell these guys, these Swedish guys about the, uh, them Sawbriar. So, I'm just going to tell them, go down and check, the, run down there and check them two traps down there. And I'm going to have a camera <laughs> when they meet their Sawbriars. <laughs> Are the first... I, don't, I don't know what will happen when the, the Swedish guys hit the Sawbriars, but it's going to be interesting. Or the first time they pull a four-foot gator out of a beaver channel. <laughs> yeah, because they, they keep asking me about, you know, well, they, they want me to get a snake bite kit and carry it with me and, you know, for them. <laughs> you know, I come with I don't think we can carry one of them, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be interesting with them, too. Have you, yeah. ever, have you ever met them before, Jeff? No, but they're, they're supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, real good. One guy I, I don't know, I never even talked to, but the uh, the other guy at Goran, he uh, he's supposed to be some you know pretty a pretty good Martin trapper for you know for Sweden. I mean, they don't catch the numbers over there like you know our guys here in the states catch, but they were Americans. What do you expect? That's right. <laughs> I can almost hear Star Spangled Banner after you said that. <laughs> you better put that in. <laughs> So I'll tell you what, at the end of the show, that's what I'll play, just for, just for that All comment. Right. <laughs> they, uh, no, they seem like real nice guys, and, you know, they wanted to come over, and, you know, they've been over in Trap, Michigan, I guess, but, you know, they wanted to come over and learn how to, you know, trap down south, and, you know, so it'll, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting time. There'll be some, you know, pretty good footage come out of it, <laughs> so... Well, you, you need to make sure they eat crawfish and boudin balls and blood sausage and, and all that type stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
know, they they were already. I saw them all eating crawfish, and I said they call them mud bugs. He says, I don't. I, I well, how are they speaking all the way? But or Sweden. He says, I don't eat no bugs. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna eat these bugs, and they're gonna like it. <laughs> or back down through the briar patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, you know, when you get around those subwars, you can really torture somebody. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. Um, well, we've we talked a little bit about trapping and uh, that other stuff we talked about. It, it's just one of those things that it's kind of like everybody's been behind everybody's back. Everybody talks about it, but no one says it in public. So, no. so I don't know if it was a smart thing or not or or whatever, but it's going live here in a couple of days. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, like I say, most of the guys, you know, I mean, when you put this up, there's going to be every person who listens to this is going to think of a person that they know on an Internet thing that is like that. Mm. So, if you know, I mean, if it ain't, it ain't true, they wouldn't think of that, mm. <laughs> you know. I just, I just wish we could get away from it because the that that's the that's the the dark side of the internet that I really don't like, and I really like the internet just because of everything it can do. But that I, one you know, thing, that, that, I would like to get away from you know the negativity. I and mean, like I said, I try to stay away from as much as possible. Sometimes you know you're just drawn into it. But I mean, I mean, twenty years ago when when me and you were you know you come out of high school. There was no opportunity to get on really on Facebook or nothing like this and trade a trip with somebody in Texas or, you know, uh, trade a trip with, you know, the, they come here and I'll go to Alabama trapping. There was none of that. I mean, there's such opportunities, you know, out there, and that should be what is concentrated on, stuff like that. I mean, take up, take you know advantage of what you got. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, if you're scared to go on an out-of-state trip, now, while you're, you know, and they don't have the money to rent a place, you know, maybe you get hooked up with a buddy that he's got some people you met on the internet. He lives in Ohio, you live in Indiana, and you guys are going to go down there together. You know, I mean, there's a ton of opportunities. No, that's one thing about the internet is it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, well, we're going to do our trapping TV thing next year. Uh, that, that all came together because of the internet, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be in Mississippi. I, I got contacted by, seems like a really, really nice guy. And it, we, we just got to talking, and he's like, you know, I can help you all out. And for for no other reason besides he's just a nice guy, you know. Yeah. And before the Internet, that wouldn't have worked. I just wish all that other stuff would, you know, I, I guess it'll never go away. But I wish yeah. it could, you know. I, we could I've, regulate I've, that. Yeah, man, I, I've won my lifelong friends only because of the Internet and Facebook. Like my buddy Jerry Stevens down in Texas, Andy Hoyt, you know, uh, you know, Alan's son. You know, I mean, they're like, you know, I have them as friends the rest of my life. And if it wasn't for Facebook, I would have never met them guys, mm-hmm. you know. So. Well, I, just, I just wish we'd, we, I think we as an industry can self-regulate that. Yeah. You know, and I, I really wish we, we would. We, we as individual trappers and have the backbone to do that. I, I think this will get some guys thinking about it, and you know, and because like I say, most of them are real, real good guys, and you know, they don't do that. They don't like it. They don't even get involved in it. But you know, maybe they'll you know see it going on sometime, and you know, shut it down. 
Well, let me, I want to know how many otter you're going to come back with, Jeff. Well. What's the goal? The goal is enough to uh, pay some bills. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If I got, you know, if I got 54 again this year, I'll be, I'll be happy. But I told Norm, I says, uh, if I do hit 100 of, you know, caught otter, uh, I said, my first stop is Dunlap, Tennessee. So I says, I better have a, a pin made up even if there ain't one. <laughs> so you, you, you catch an otter, dude, and we, we will we will do something. You catch a hundred of them. A hundred. A hundred. Yeah, dude, I mean, that that's like the... 54 is respectable. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But the, the hundred otter a year club, that that's kind of like the minimum to get anything. Yeah, but the, the worst part is, is two years ago, uh, I hit 90 and I couldn't, couldn't hit a hundred. So... <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I remember the first year I did that, really. It was, uh, I mean, that that was such a driving force because I was meeting guys at conventions that were doing 100. Yeah. You know, and, and that just, I just wanted, even if they were $10 a piece, I wanted that 100 otter. Yeah. Something fierce. Yeah. Because that, that, that's that's to me that's what trap a lot of trapping is. That's uh, you're going to learn a lot to do a hundred otter. You'll always yeah. have that with you, and you'll always have the memories of doing that. Yeah. And you don't yeah. meet very many people that have that have done that. You know, especially yeah. outside of trapping. I mean, you know, it's just it's it's a lot more specialized than even a doctor. I mean, because yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Well, next time I come to Alpena, I'm going to definitely stop. I want to meet your dad. Is he in Alpena, or where's he at? He's up to Fairbanks right now, but oh, I'm, trying I... to get him, I'm trying to get him to come to the National, so I'm still crying on him. Well, let's just go to Fairbanks. Screw Alpena. <laughs> well, let's wait till June. <laughs> <laughs> right after the PA convention, we'll fly out of there. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work, yeah, man. Too- You you would laugh right now. It's uh, thirty six here. Yeah, that, that's short weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have the air on in the jeep as I was checking traps today. Yeah, but the, you know, it's like you know, when I leave here and I go to Louisiana, uh, you, when you get down there for like a week, you start getting more regulated to their temperatures down there. And when I first get down there, I'll be like in a t shirt. But after like a week, ten days, two weeks, you're you're wearing as heavy coats as what they're, <laughs> they're wearing, you know. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, I hope you I hope you break that otter. If you do, we'll come up with some type of celebration. Okay. 
I'll be pondering on them trying to see what's going to happen here. And if not, I may have to come up with something to let everybody know you didn't do it. So maybe that that <laughs> that way, if you get a little tired, you never yeah. know what I'll come up with when it comes to something like that. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make me up my little sign and put it right up there on the pink tape. There you go. <laughs> it's pretty powerful. Well, all right, but yeah. we better get off here. I, I don't know how okay. long we've been talking, but it, it seems like I think we're probably a long show. All right. And I, I get, I find out, well, stay in touch while you're down there so I can hear, hear what the Swedes oh, are doing. All right, brother. I'll talk okay, to you later. Yeah, bye. Bust kicking in Gave poop through the night